leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in to Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. Davey is over there typing away. That's what I do, yeah. Last second. We are here to cover the week one overreactions, the waivers, and the injuries. And Davey's like, he's just a bookworm over there. He's typing it up in his collar shirt, looking like he's at work. Yep. Got to make sure we get it all in, man. There's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about about week one. But let's start off with injuries, Davey. Even worse than injury is when someone's just inactive and you don't know about it, the surprise inactive. We saw Zach Moss and Trey Sermon. We both woke, we, you know, we woke up Sunday, we were checking out the news and we saw that they were inactive, healthy scratches uh, with Moss. Was he simply beat out by Devin Singletary and Matt Breida? Was it a possible punishment for something Moss did? Is there a trade in the works? Are they trying to keep him healthy for that? Uh, people who drafted Moss might've wasted a pick here. I'm really not sure what's going on. More info is going to come out on it, obviously. We'll stay on top of it. Uh, but in the meantime, Singletary looked great in Moss's absence. He had 11 rushes, 72 yards, uh, averaged 6.5 yards a carry. Despite the Bills throwing it a whopping 51 times, Zach Moss, how do you feel about him going forward after this? Zach Moss, uh, just like I did before with any Bills running back, <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want him on my <laughs> roster at all. Um, I remember <clears throat> I was on the network show for uh, Say It Again, and I, uh, Tim asked me, well, Moss is out. Do I start Singletary? I'm like, no, you do not start Singletary just because Moss is out. But, I mean, he produced, but he he's not going to score touchdowns. You don't have that yeah. touchdown upside. Josh Allen is that touchdown running back. Yep, yep. It, and it was it sucked to see because I actually have Moss in a couple leagues where it's like zero running back strategy. You know what I mean? He was like a big target this year. He was uh, an underdog to come out and uh, be one of those late round running backs for people. And obviously that's not working out right now. Yeah. Then we had uh, one more thing. Uh, the Zach Moss situation, the zero running back. I only have a couple of those strategy rosters and I went Rojo instead of Zach Moss. So I would have rather started Zach Moss over Ronald Jones. I'm just saying, jeez, like, <laughs> man, this guy. Rojo was a negative two, negative what? Negative point six and negative Zach Moss could have got me zero. Dang. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, then we have, we saw Trey Sermon. Uh, this Another preseason Cinderella story. Everyone thought Sermon was going to be the guy. Similar to Moss, he was also a surprise inactive, healthy scratch. Rumors were that Sermon was being punished for something, like missing curfew the night before, along with Brandon Ayuk, who we saw get that Dante Pettis treatment from Shanahan. Uh, there's maybe less concern here now that we saw Raheem Mostert go down with that knee injury. Uh, he's expected to miss eight weeks, so the Niners need all hands on deck for the running back carousel. And it looks like Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, and on a lesser extent, Jamichael Hasty are the only guys left standing. You think that we're going to see Trey Sermon back in action this week? 
you're going to have to have him suit up because you need three running backs, and Jeff Wilson's still on IR. I don't know what to do about Elijah Mitchell. We'll get there with waivers when we, when we get there. Um, I boldly said on Twitter and to you in a group chat with my brother, like, hey, pick up Elijah Mitchell now. And Davey's like, done it. I already did it. <laughs> Every league, I, I'm with yeah. you. You already own him. Yeah, I love Elijah Mitchell coming into the uh, season. Uh, his his draft, his his comps, his uh, all of the attributes that he has. He was rated really, really, really high in pretty much everything. Um, knowing Shanahan's system, his running back carousel, these guys going in and out. He was, if you're taking a shot on Trey Sermon or Elijah Mitchell, and one is going in like round six, and the other one's going very last round, give me the guy in the last round all the time. I'm I'm totally fine with that. And we saw Elijah Mitchell come out on top. Uh, he played well. We'll talk about that later. Brandon Ayuk, that was very strange. Uh, it was a surprise no-show on Sunday, basically. He didn't receive a single target. The entire game, not one target. We saw Debo Samuel go absolutely nuts for a career game. Uh, the only time we saw Ayuk was on one kick return. Again, rumors are that it was punishment for missing curfew, possibly with Trey Sermon. But I've also heard uh, rumblings that uh, he has a hamstring issue that's lingering. So I guess we pay attention to the practice reports and see what happens with Ayuk. What do you think? Um, I agree with 100% everything you just said. Ayuk screwed me in a ton of leagues. A ton. Like I think he's my most rostered player ever. And I took a lot of zeros. But... It's only week one, guys. I mean, yeah. Debo Samuel's not going to blow up for 30-something points every single week. Yeah, and it, I, if I had known Ayuk was going to get this kind of treatment, then I would have played Debo Samuel. Obviously. One of my biggest, yeah, one of my biggest things of the week was I switched out Debo Samuel and Corey Davis in my flex like 27 times. And then I just kind of rushed and roulette it at, at kickoff time. And then I heard uh, Jameson Crowder was out and Keelan Cole were both out for the uh, Jets. So I thought... Okay, it's got to be the Corey Davis show today. So oh, let's yeah. go ahead and toss him in. Corey which Davis ended up a much a must yeah. start this week. Yeah, it ended up being fine. He got like 27, 26 points, two touchdowns. Uh, let's cruise into the injuries. Oof, we saw Jerry Judy, unfortunate, uh, appeared to be a pretty gruesome ankle injury. Good news, kind of good news, I guess. On the bright side, is that he was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Uh, looks like four anywhere from four to six weeks. These things are really stick around uh prior to the injury judy did look great running crisp routes had some uh finding some running room to get open he hauled in six catches 72 yards are you trusting these guys like tim patrick or kj hamler in judy's absence or is this mostly just a boost to sutton and fant what do you think um again we will talk about this in the waiver wire spot but if we're gonna blow it now i'm going kj hamler i want the upside i don't want tim patrick who just to me is just a guy um kj hamler has that big playability we saw he would have had a touchdown if he just if drew lock was throwing that football he would have caught it and we would have all overreacted and said he's the next tyreek so i mean not that that didn't happen in preseason yeah i do like kj hamler's ability and his yak ability you're right uh tim patrick is more like a sterling Shepard, robert woods jacoby myers kind of guy he's a like five for 50 like that's what he does uh i guess we'll see how that pans out and we can talk about that more in waivers uh i guess the last uh, one of the last fantasy relevant injuries we had was uh ryan fitzpatrick the old man the bearded wonder he has a hip injury expected to miss six to eight weeks uh we saw taylor heineke come in and do okay he did i if i'm in a super flex i guess i would go ahead and add heineke why not uh he plays pretty safe with the ball but again you're gonna get like low mediocre yardage totals and one to two touchdowns um yeah, I'd take a risk on him in, in Superflex. Uh, I guess the Giants on a short week on Thursday night. 
And we've probably all seen the tweets and heard, why is Ron Rivera not calling up Cam Newton? They have such a good connection, blah, blah, blah. He was his coach for eight years, do, 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 do. But I don't know. If you think if you think Cam's going to get off the couch and come back and play for the Reds or the Washington whoa, football whoa, team. Whoa, whoa, yeah, you, I think you might. Uh, I think you might be living in a dream world. No, nah, man, there's no way Cam goes there. We don't need Cam there. Heineke's just fine. Um, I remember I had Fitzpatrick in a couple dynasty leagues where I'm a contender. I grabbed Heineke everywhere in the free agent draft just because if something happens, I wanted that backup, and I knew he could produce fantasy points with his legs and checking down to Gibson and J.D. McKissick. But this is gonna hurt McLaurin. I think. I personally think yeah. it's gonna hurt McLaurin. Uh, just Curtis Samuel when he comes back. It's more of a dump down show. McKissick yeah, might I be agree. back. I think this helps that uh, yeah, because we're used to Fitzpatrick funneling for to one receiver. That's what he does. And so that's obviously not gonna happen with Terry now. Um as soon as Heineke came in, uh we saw Logan Thomas get more targets. Uh I, I think you're right with the dump off things. We're gonna see Gibson, Logan Thomas, and uh maybe even McKissick come back and, and help out here. Unfortunate for McLaurin. I hope this guy can produce because I have him so many spots, dude. Yeah. And a lot of I, people do. A lot of people took him super early in redraft this year because of this. And with Heineke back there, it's not looking good. So, Josh, we got the week one action wrapped up. You were taking a look at the players' points totals, and you've got a bunch of a bunch of stats that stick out. Uh, what, what do you got for us? Well, yeah, I, I looked at – the quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, the tight ends, and who really stood out and who really just sucked. Jared Goff, the quarterback three on the year of the of the week one, 29 points, 29.9 points. Did anyone see that coming? Jared Goff was free in super flex leagues, free. Nobody wanted him. He was like the quarterback 34th taken off the board because people were taking Justin Fields and Lance in redraft ahead of Jared Goff. They're going to be down a ton. This is the NFL. These are NFL mm-hmm. receivers. They're going to catch the ball. Just because their offense isn't up to par, they will still move the ball because that's the NFL these days. Jameis, uh, quarterback four, 29.6 points, only less than 150 yards passing but five touchdowns. You're not going to see that every week, but it really stands out to me. I do want to start Jameis because of that upside. Uh, none mm-hmm. of them went to Callaway, man. That's that's upsetting. And here's something I don't think you'll see again this year. Tyrod at quarterback 11. He's a quarterback one this week, 23 points. I don't know how this happened or why this happened because this is the worst. He had some juice in his legs. He, he was really he had some good he had some good runs. He did have some good runs. On the flip side, bad quarterback Matt Ryan destroyed your team, 7.3 points. Ugh. Quarterback he 30. He ran for his He ran for his life and flopped on the ground like a fish out of water like he, half the game, man. It was bad. He destroyed all your pits and all your Calvin yep. Ridley shares. It was just a bad day all around. I, I see him bouncing back. He's a professional quarterback. Yep. I have to do this one personally because Josh Allen was the quarterback 21, 17.2 points. Yes, he scored you 17.2 points. That was my point of the bust. He's still the quarterback 21. 20 other quarterbacks were better. You could have got a quarterback later. Yada, yada, yada. In this one, mm-hmm. another personal attack. Baker Mayfield, 13.6. I heard in the first half he's the best quarterback of all time on Twitter. I heard he's never going to blah, blah, blah. He's, he's outperforming Patrick Mahomes. Still ended up with 13.64 points. That's not quarterback. That's not top five quarterback in my opinion. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, we'll go to the running backs real quick, real quick. Jamal Williams, the quarter, the running back two. Tyson Williams, the running back nine. And Eliza Mitchell, the running back 15. Who would have guessed those three guys, now, right? Now, this is crazy because – 
on Twitter, I did say I would start Eliza Mitchell over Tyson Williams. I got a lot of feedback. You said you're not associated with me. Dirtbag Dave says I'm an idiot. Uh, and then and then I knew Dave was waiting. I knew Dirtbag was waiting until Tyson outscored Mitchell on Monday Night Football. He went to my Twitter yeah. feed and said, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Okay, I was wrong. Not by much. <laughs> not by much. Two points. Nobody could have predicted Elijah Mitchell. I'm not saying that I called it like I'm the professional. I'm just saying I would have started him over him. I got lucky Moster got hurt, but you got to bake that into my projection. Uh, bad running backs. Derrick Henry, 10.7. The running back, 31. James Robinson, the running back, 37 with 8.4. You thought you'd get a lot more, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. not. Najee, 45th running back, 5.9. Najee, but the volume's going to be there, guys. The yeah. volume. Sorry, guys. And Saquon, 3.7. The running back, 53. Yikes. Not good. Debo Samuel, the the receiver three. Thielen, the receiver four. I was wrong on that, but he scored two touchdowns. Come on, guys. Give me a break. Uh, Christian Kirk, receiver nine. You falling for this? 24 points? Are you falling for this? I know you texted me about it. I'm not. This this year, no. I'm done with Christian <laughs> Kirk. I'm actually done. I don't care what he does. I'm done with Christian Kirk. It's not the year. It's not going to happen. Everyone get off the get off the bandwagon. It's it's not. It's not it. He's not he's not going to be it. There's way too many way too many people there. Like Rondell Moore looked great. I mean AJ Green is toast. Hopkins looked great. Just too uh, much. No. Too much going too on. Much. Too much. Uh, no. The last receiver I want to mention in the uh, plus side is Michael Williams. Twenty two point two points. Wide receiver fourteen. I do buy in this one. I'm finally buying Mike Williams. He looks so good. I don't know if he just needed to cut the hair. Like, was that the thing? Because um, he was balling out. He was jumping all over the field. He came crashing down multiple times, and I was like, oh, God, he's going to be hurt. He's going to be hurt. <laughs> nope. Uh, was fine this game. He, everyone said pre before the season started, like, even he, he was telling reporters how involved he was going to be this year, how much of the game plan revolved around him, how he was learning this and learning to do that and blah, blah, blah. And we all thought it was probably just hype again, um, but it appears Mike Williams is probably legit. Mike Williams. He's not a, it's like the heavy, one of the heaviest passing offense. Like, they throw the ball relentlessly. He has a great quarterback. He has Keenan Allen taking the pressure off of him, the, but CB1 off of him all the time. Like, it, this, if, he, if he's not going to do it this year, then it's just not, not going to happen. But I think, I think he's going to do it. He is 100% my four-year investment that finally is going to pay off. Finally. (laughs) Like, my Dynasty Leagues were struggling. He was my new Sammy Watkins. Like, I just didn't want to let go, and it finally happened. I'm super excited about it. Receivers that sucked. A-Rob, 62 overall. Julio, 77th. Oh, God, Julio. Mike Evans, 80th. Sutton, 105, only 2.4 points. And hey, James Mark, Bradbury, baby. James Bradbury. I know. I, I get it. I, especially with Judy out, like he's going to bounce yeah. back. I think Julio will bounce back. I think Allen Robinson will bounce back. And lastly, tight ends. Mark Andrews sucked. Five points, tight end 33. Dan Arnold, I see a lot of Twitter lovers out there. Ugh, 2.6, didn't look good. And Kyle Pitts, your boy, 7.1. That's just because Matt Ryan was totally awful. And the yeah. tight ends that are on top, we all know them. We all know them. You don't yep. have to talk about those guys. Oh god! And I saw Kelsey. Who does Kelsey get this week? Uh, I, it's whoever he gets. It's it's going to be really bad. I have not dived deep into uh, DFS yet, which I'll do that after this show. But I can't wait to see his price because I just saw FanDuel put their prices out. I can't wait to see his price. I'm going to play him everywhere. Yeah, he's. Let me look this up because I was like, "What?" When I saw who is going against, and yeah, it's going to be. I don't. I just get. You know, I search for so much beer stuff that I just got. I just get beer stuff. You just get beer stuff. You just I just go, got, Google. 
<laughs> What's the Kelsey yeah. here? No, I just typed in Chiefs get like Chiefs schedule. I don't. I got a, a three Chiefs. Three like, Chiefs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Baha's coming out. Baha. Uh, okay, he played. Yeah, he plays the Ravens, who just got absolutely destroyed by uh, Darren Waller. So. Well, Darren Waller got like 35 targets. So, I mean, that is that <laughs> is true. But it's like Derek yeah. Carr has no reason or he doesn't want to throw it to Ruggs or Brian Edwards until a two minute warning when I said Brian Edwards is no longer a thing. And then, therefore, yep. he blew up. <laughs> you were you were you were tweeting about Brian Edwards the entire night. Like this. He really looks like T.O. out there, blah, 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 this, that. And then finally he made he. Came through with a couple catches. Could have had that game winner oh, at the end to was... really, really stamp it and screw that up, but whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's go to the waiver wire. That's why we're all here. It's, a, it's the last waiver day. wire pickup. Before yeah, we the... get to that, before we get to that, reminder all of you that play in multiple leagues, 10 leagues, 15 leagues, 20 leagues, even if it's five, if you're having problems with your, with your waivers, split them up like I do. I seriously, I have MFL, I have Sleeper, I have Yahoo, I have ESPN, I have whatever I have. I do, you know, five in the morning, five in the afternoon, like five at night. I just have to split those waiver wires up because you, if you go through your whole list in one time, you'll mess something up. You will. So set alarms on your phone. That's what I do. Dave Campbell, I know you're watching. You have problems with this. Make sure those waivers are in. Even if you have five, 10, 15 leagues, they're very important. Now go ahead. Waiver wire, Davey. Yeah, yeah, waiver wire pickups. I know we, we wanted to get this out there as early as possible, depending, you know, we, we want to help you out for whenever your waiver is clear, whenever that may be. We know there are some weird leagues out there where you got to do it immediately. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to waiver wire pickups. We want to start out with Tyson Williams, who's a must add and still only owned in 79% of What up, RJ means- Wilson? Sorry. <laughs> that means he's available in 21% of leagues for some reason. Uh, he should definitely be owned in all leagues. He had nine rushes, 65 yards, a touchdown, along with four targets for three catches and 29 yards. We have no idea really what's going to happen with all these three geezer backs they have on the team. They have Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devonta Freeman. But uh, as we saw, Williams got first crack. He did more than enough, I think, to keep the job at least for another week and continue getting these touches. Uh, yeah, if... I could have added him. I would have. He got snatched up everywhere. I wanted, you know. They just need he's, to. He's a must uh, add. They need to add Todd Gurley and to start the expendables for uh, running backs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Todd Gurley come in. Todd Gurley, what's like, up, guys? Here. I got my arthritis pills. And then you got Devontae. Yeah. Just the whole clan of old running backs. Just old, yeah. They're just all just sitting me, over there on the sideline. Making YouTube series, talking. guys. Like, what are we doing? And I, I, was la- I thought it was funny because after that, after the Tyson Williams touchdown run up the middle, that was beautiful. He went over to the bench and like no one, like all these old guys, no one came over to congratulate him, high five him, talk to him. They were so pissed. They were like, damn it. Like (laughs) our chances of staying on this team is like going down significantly right now. Like they were just like, Oh, arms crossed on the sign. Like that wasn't good. Yeah. I was lucky enough to Uh, get Tyson in a few leagues before obviously last night, but didn't start him because I started Elijah Mitchell. Latavius Murray got a bunch of carries. What do you think about, Adding him. Who? Latavius, Latavius? Murray. You're, he didn't look good. It depends on your situation. Like, I don't – if you have Latavius Murray and you need to start him, you're you're, you're kind of messed up already. Like, you have no yeah. chance. Like, what – only in super, super deep leagues because I don't see him starting as your running back three or two. I just can't see it. Yeah, I feel like he – I don't have the stats in front of me. He had – he started to get a good amount of touches, uh, even though Williams was hot. But um, he just was like a plotter. He was just – the normal. He's okay. Let me that, let me give you this. Did you start Gus Edwards last year ever? 
So then why would you maybe start, like yeah, yeah okay then why would you start Latavius Murray? <laughs> like that, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, why yeah. would you start Latavius Murray if you could start yeah someone else true. has better upside? All right, we got your boy Elijah Mitchell, uh, Niners rookie running back, got the nod over Trey Sermon. We talked about that. Once Mostert went down with the injury, we saw Mitchell deliver 104 yards and a touchdown against the Lions. Remember, this is Shanahan, so we'll check out that question in a sec. So if we see uh, Trey Sermon come out and get the majority of carries this week, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. That's the way the Niners work. That's the way Shanahan worked. It's a running back carousel. You roll the dice and pick one and go with them. Nonetheless, Mitchell is still number one priority ad this week if Tyson Williams isn't taken. We had a couple guys show up late. We have R.J. Wilson asking, are you concerned about Terry McLaurin with Fitzpatrick? Yes, uh, yeah. we've already addressed that. We are super scared. It's going to be dumped down city to Logan Thomas, J.D. McKissick, yep. and Antonio Gibson. And one more I'm... question before we move on. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't need to answer that. We already did. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, yeah. Uh, Heineke is yeah we expect him to dump down so we think it boosts Logan Thomas and the running backs and then Najee got the volume unfortunately didn't didn't do much with it uh, I think he'll bounce back as long as he keeps getting that volume which there's no one else to give it to so I think he bounces back I think he'll be fine what do exactly. you think yeah I think the same yeah, he'll be fine thing. it's Najee we'll be fine uh, yeah uh, Elijah Mitchell like we said our uh, number one priority out of the week if Tyson Williams is already taken. Uh, next up, we have Tony Jones. Tony Jones Jr., 23% owned. He's the clear handcuff to Alvin Kamara. And if, God forbid, Kamara were to go down, Jones would immediately assume that same role and be productive. He's one of the top handcuffs, if not the top handcuff after Tony Pollard, maybe. Uh, he's almost, even in the first game, he ended up almost being like flex worthy. He had 11 carries, 50 yards, had uh, two targets, caught one ball for three yards. Like, He's already involved, so I think you should feel fine taking a lottery ticket chance on him going forward. As like, especially if you own Camara, like he's to me, he's a must. He's a must-add handcuff. Like he's a, he's gonna he's already proven that he's good. He's good and efficient. Yeah. Uh, next, we have another old geezer running back that we could talk about, Mark Ingram. He's twenty-one percent owned. Can you believe? Can, really- hold on, can you believe that all three running backs for the Texans? Outscored Zeke single handedly. Every single one of them. Can you believe that's that? Pretty, that's a really bad man. What uh, a disaster. Is there any one of them that we can actually trust on a week to week? I saw Lindsay running for a touchdown and fumbled it. And I'm yeah, like, that was bad. there yeah. we go. There goes my call. Lindsay is not the guy. They're going to use all three. And it's a disaster. Yeah, the uh, clear number one workhorse on Sunday was Mark Ingram. He had 26 carries. That's a lot of carries. 26 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Only Joe Mixon had more carries in week one uh, over over Mark Ingram. That's pretty crazy. Uh, are, are there really many games we expect the Texans to be able to run the ball, though? No, only when they play the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> really? What other game? T- show me another game. Mark Ingram gets twenty six carries this year, show and me I'll another be game. very Tyron surprised. Taylor is a quarterback one. That was. Uh, it's never <laughs> going to happen again, guys. Like, get all your Texans points. You got them already. Cash them. That was in, it. Move on. I like it. Uh, Except for Brandon uh, Cooks, he'll be relevant. Brandon Cooks is still the man. Another geezer running back. Man, we can't. We there's a lot of these. Uh, Carlos Hyde, sixteen percent owned. Made a little bit of a splash in week one. We saw Hyde get more touches and outperform James Robinson. Hyde finished 11 touches, 58 yards, in a game where Jacksonville mostly trailed. Uh, James Robinson did fumble in this one, so maybe new coach Urban Meyer was just kind of 
trying to make a little statement about protecting the ball and uh you know or maybe he just doesn't like james robinson i don't know i don't know <sighs> i don't know either man it's just i hate i hate when running backs fumble and the the coach just says no you're done you're done for the day yeah this goes into this question right here rojo starting this week was in the doghouse last week with the coach yep same so thing, same right? thing. It's like, yeah, he gets one fumble and that's it. Do you do coaches bench players for dropping the ball? No, they're right back in there. We saw it happen with Judy, and we saw it happen with CD, and we saw it happen with Deontay. I hate that. Yep. Lamar fumbled last night. Do we just bench Lamar? So stupid, Dude. man. Yeah. Sometimes a defensive player makes a play, and he punches the ball out. That's the. De- and let's move on to your next way yeah. because it pisses me it off. Ha- it happens to Daniel Jones three times a game, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's still out there. Some, not, still, some, some guys you just can't fire. It's hard going. to fire him, man. You got to write him yeah. up multiple, multiple times. <laughs> I just can't quit you. Um, tight end help. If you're looking for a little tight end help, we have Jawan Johnson, New Orleans. This guy could very much be the Robert Tunyon of 2021. With Winston's love for hitting tight ends in the red zone, Johnson has a good chance to continue being a threat there after catching two passes for two touchdowns last week against the Packers. Oof. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. If you go with him, you're kind of just banking that you're going you with know, the touchdown, that right? That reminds me of, because everyone's complaining about Troutman and, and Johnson, and it reminds me of back in Tampa with Cam Brate and O.J. Howard. When Jameis loves yeah. a guy, he just loves a guy. He loved Cam yep. Brate for years. In and the red zone, able, Cam yeah, is like that was yeah. his like, best friend in the red zone. So this might be I the same see that. situation. I could definitely see that being the same situation. Yeah, that's and, just James Winston gets down to the red zone and he just wants to throw to the tight, big tight end. That's all he does. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, we didn't answer any of these questions because of fab or waivers. I know most of you people didn't. You know, you have separate things. But what's the most fab you'll spend on Elijah Mitchell? For example, he's our, he's our number one priority. So uh, mm-hmm. would you say thirty percent, thirty five percent? I was going to say, I, from, before you even said it, I was going to say 30%. Yeah, 30% for me. It depends on how bad you are at running back. If you're stacked mm-hmm. at running back, I wouldn't touch them. But if you need them dearly, if you are a Mostert owner and you need a replacement, spend 30 to 35% on them. That's what I would do. Yeah, I was going to say 30% on that. Um, more tight end help. We have Cole Komet. Looked like he was basically the same trend that was happening last year. He kind of was the starter over Jimmy Graham. Uh, Komet, 34% on. He saw seven targets. He went five for 42. The volume was there. The touchdown wasn't. Um, he should be on your radar, though, if you're looking for a tight end. And then we have the Bronco boys, that wide receiver. We have Tim Patrick, 2% owned, and KJ Hamler, 2% owned, who we talked a, lot of, a little bit earlier. Uh, if I had to choose, I mean, I, I get your upside on, on Hamler. Uh, the safe pick is Patrick. In years past, Patrick has stepped up in the same spot. Like I said, he's kind of like a five for 50 a game kind of guy. Um, he's delivered as wide re- a steady like wide receiver three. We saw him catch four passes for 39 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. And the snap counts had Patrick playing 46 snaps compared to Hamler's 24. Like you said, you prefer Hamler. You like the big playability. You like the young the young guy that's that's fast and, and has the yak. Uh, I can't blame you there. I'm not playing to score 90 points in my fantasy. Yeah. I want more points. I'm, if you don't make take the risks with a guy like KJ Hamler, what are you doing? Unless you just need seven points and you're okay with that, that's not why we play fantasy football. We go for it, and I want KJ Hamler. I want that. He had a touchdown. and then we, If he had that touchdown, what would you be saying now? You'd be saying, oh, wow, he's a big threat guy, yada, yada, yada. A lot of people aren't seeing that. Yeah. So, and, yep. Well, that's all your waiver wire pickups. I mean, there's a couple more out there, but 
Uh, out of all these guys we just talked about, how many would you feel comfortable starting in week two? Uh, one. Well, two. Tyson Williams and Elijah Mitchell. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And Tyson and shouldn't I'm, even be on the waiver wire report because he's eighty yeah. percent rostered. So, I mean, if you, yeah. if you if you're in a league and he's still out there, what are you doing? Pick him up. We saw him last night. Or maybe I don't know what these leagues count, but maybe the uh, waivers were locked. Our, some of our leagues were locked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an injury we didn't mention, right, was Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup, calf strain, like three, four, three, six weeks, I think it said. Um, we saw Cedric Wilson come in, have a couple a couple plays. He didn't really do anything. Uh, I'm not buying into Cedric Wilson. I'm good on that. I liked Gallup more because of the talent. It's always the opportunity in that position that's been lacking. I think this just is going to be more targets for CD and Amari for a couple weeks. Right, we got a question in the chat. Will Justin Jefferson score a touchdown this week in week two? Well, I have not projected my week two yet. I've looked a little ahead. We have our starts and sits coming out. We're writing that article tonight. Uh, but will Justin Jefferson have a touchdown this week? He's playing the Cardinals, so if they they're gonna have to, he's gonna probably have to score a touchdown if they want to hang in that game. <laughs> Didn't the Cardinals just shut down Julio and? I uh, sure did. AJ Brown like completely shut him down. I don't know what that was about. That was dominant. Yeah, the only person on that team that could catch a ball was uh, Chester Rogers from uh, <laughs> from Indy. I was like, oh, I was like, Chester is that Chester Rogers. Rogers out there? Like Chester caught like four or five. I was like, is that Chester Rogers? <laughs> and I saw his name come across the bottom of the uh, the screen as being their leading like wide receiver at the time t- for Tennessee. And I was like, that's probably something you won't see a lot this season. Chester, <laughs> Chester Rogers, Rogers, leading receiver, leading receiver over AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of like seeing Zach Pascal score two touchdowns for the Colts. What a disaster! <laughs> Michael Pittman was gone. Let's talk about the Colts real quick before we jump off because this has come up a lot between us and between the fantasy Twitter universe. Jonathan Taylor, six catches, sixty yards, yeah, but very inefficient on the ground. Very terrible on the ground. Yeah, terrible on the ground. I think he had 3.3 yards per carry. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was like, yeah, f- f- 50, 11, I don't know, f- 50 yards on the ground. But yeah, the six for 60 receiving was insane. Uh, definitely did not expect to see that. And Hines still kind of got his. Like, Hines was still fine. Yeah, I think he, Hines ended up with 12 or 13 fantasy points. He still caught quite a few balls. Um, so it was it was good to see both of them, I guess, work in that role. But if if... Taylor can continue getting these targets. It's going to be hard not to see him in the that top tier talk. Yeah. Um, Justin from the Naptown Beat was telling me that the tackle play was terrible, so Wentz had to throw it out real quick, and that's why Jonathan Taylor got all those catches because he was under pressure half the game and just dumped it off real quick out of you know being scared. Yeah, but that's I mean, look at Carson Wentz all of last year. That was the same thing, right? He, I don't know if he holds on to the ball too long if he doesn't. He's not comfortable staying in the pocket. I don't know, but he's. It seems like every single time I see him, he's running for his life. So Would and, you and fumbling, and fumbling, which he did in this game after he led the league in turnovers last year. Not Daniel Jones. Let me get that out there now. Let's get out there now. Uh, would you drop Michael Pittman for Pascal? No. Would you drop him now? <laughs> I, I don't. Why not? I just I believe in Pittman. I think it was a bad game. Pascal's been there for years. We all know who Zach Pascal is. Yeah, he's solid. He's pretty solid. Like I, I. Okay, he's not solid, but he's pretty good. <laughs> I'm trying to talk myself into it. I have to start him in a couple of dynasties every yeah. every week, and I'm just like, this is disgusting. This is bad. Um, I think that should uh, wrap it up for the show. What do you think? 
Cool. Yep. Let's do it. Look oh, for yeah. our what? Start, when are our starts and sits? Our starts and sits Tomorrow. will be coming out Thursday. We'll be back here on Thursday talking about our starts and sits. We have a bunch of players to talk about. We're going to do a DFS segment next week as well. We landed our four horsemen segment. Got three of the four right. That's all I got to say. So if you're not following us or following me on the four horsemen segment for DFS, you got to do that. Um, I cashed in all my games. I was perfect. Uh, Davey, I don't know if you oh, played. Dude. My team was bad. I had Mostert and Judy, and yeah, it, it did not end up well. <laughs> I took Judy and Mostert out of my lineup, and I did what I said I was going to do. I, I literally gave you all my lineup on Thursday, and that's the lineup I played, and it scored uh, like 150 points, and I cashed everywhere. Yeah. So. Good to I, I'm an idiot. I I only played ten bucks, but I'm an idiot, and I thought it was uh, what's the other league where you, the fan, the other company where you can't take out your players, what? you can't switch them out. What's Is that? that uh, DraftKings or whatever, right? Remember? Really? Yeah. Once you can't switch them out, or at least last year you couldn't. What so do you I, mean? Well, I'm confused. One, what you're talking about? You can't switch them out middle of the game. That's not fair. No, not middle of the game. Like you can select your lineup on Thursday and submit it, and then if someone gets injured or something's out. You can go in and change your lineup before the game start on Sunday. Oh, I didn't know that. I never finalized my stuff. I mean, I finalize it. I, it I, whatever it is, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm new to yeah. DFS, well, guys. We're brand new. We'll ask. We'll ask Finn. We'll ask Finn on Thursday. Uh, we'll ask Thursday. Finn on Thursday which ones can lock and which cannot lock. So let's get some business. We are once again uh, once upon a Sunday fantasy football podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at OUS Fantasy Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Josh Kimmel OUS and it's Davey OUS. Uh, I know Dave Campbell's out there watching somewhere. I think he's Viking Dave, something like that. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash OUSFantasyPod. Go support the show, please, and thank you. Um, is there anything else? Football's back, baby. Let's get excited. Let's get excited. All right, guys. Later. Later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.